0: think we're going to pray first okay uh, dear heavenly father we do thank you for this time that we can gather together uh, we ask for your blessings upon us your direction may we be good listeners and lord may you speak through me and lord may we uh, bury things in our hearts that you say to each one of us and uh, we ask and we pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I am the sub, and don't take advan- don't take advantage of. It. y'all are not in school anymore. S- I'm probably <laughs> at least second string, and who knows? There's uh, a lot goes on here. I got a little huff and puff. okay there. Okay, well, we're going to talk about stuff today. And understand, when I say we, or y'all, or any of those things, the only reason I'm saying that is because I don't want to be the only one that I'm talking to. But I'm not going to point my finger at anybody, I don't think. If I do, I'm just doing that so I'm including you. In my miseries, you know, I I don't want to be the only one that is the bad person and and all that. So I say it, but let me just tell you, I'm talking to me. Okay, now listen, everybody, say, he's talking to me. <laughs> talking to me? You talking to me? Talking to me. <laughs> yeah, see, I got you, <laughs> but I am uh, going to try to. Explain I was going to tell you about what happened today. This, the message is called "More and More," and um, I guess we need that up on there. Yeah, if it doesn't go, it's okay, because I just told you it's "More and More." <laughs> well, "More and More" is just a, a loose term, you know. It, it came from a Bible study I was in, you know. We and the problem was that. I kept seeing them more and more. Well, more and more is scary to me because that means I have to continue to do something more and more. And so I, as, as I read it, I kept having to read the same Scripture because somebody would be sick in the Bible study in Thessalonians or or I would not show up. And so I was kept going over the same Scriptures Over and over, more and more. And I kept getting slapped in the face with those terms. And so, here we go with more and more. Now, I'll give you a little story about me and this kid named David. David, uh, of all his siblings, he's the hardest one. But this kid likes me. And I was up staying at their at his family's house and I was doing a wheel ministry there and and Sarah was cooking us up a really nice meal, but it was something that I would never eat on my own. And I can't even remember what it was. But those kids said, Well, if you put a little butter on it, it's good. And David, my buddy, he keeps me straight. And he said, If you put a little butter on it. And so, when the, when it was served, I looked at that and I said, "I don't normally eat this, but I'll go ahead and put a little butter on there." And I and and so I put a little butter and tasted it, and then I got a lot of butter and put on there. And, and my little man David he says, "Hey, you're putting a lot of butter on that." I said, "Yes, I am." He said. How much are you going to put on there? And I said, just a little bit more. And so, and we got had potatoes with that, you know, cream potatoes. And and so I was eating those, uh, fixing my cream potatoes up a little bit. And so I got the salt, and I put a lot of salt on these potatoes. And he said. That's a lot of salt, isn't it? He said, how much are you going to put on there? And I said, just a little more. And so I understand more and more. more and more, and of course now that's why I probably why I had a heart attack back in December because more and more is not always good. but in God's word when it talks about it, it is good. And so let's go to more and more in first I mean yeah, first Thessalonians. Chapter 4. It's not on the screen. You'll have to trust me on this. Oh my goodness then. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more. Just as you received from us how You ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we give you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. I think I can read better out of here. Well, now I'll do this. And each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter. Because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanliness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. That you also aspire to lead a, a, a quiet life, to mind your own businesses, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That you may walk properly toward those Who are outside and that you may lack nothing. Ah, more and more. Let me just tell you, those are intimidating words to me. Because that means that I I have not arrived. That means that I'm not quite where I need to be yet. I need to be a little bit more. In fact, there's no plateau that you can reach with more. It's not like you you did enough. You can't get to here. It's not ever enough because you need to do a little more. You need a little more butter and you need a little more salt. You need a little more and more and more. You want to love each other? Oh, well... You should love each other, but you should do it a little more and a little more. What's how much is enough? Well, there's no such thing as enough. It's just a little more. More and more. And so, you know, when you read scripture like that, you say, wow. And then they throw right in the middle of all that. This thing, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. Oh, No. What keeps us from doing more and more? Not sex necessarily, but more and more the sin of sexual immorality. Sin always distracts us from doing the more and the more. Now, let me just tell you. Sin does not take just little bites out of your more and more. It consumes it. Now, i got another little story about my dog Miss Grace, we call her Gracie sometimes, and I don't. I call her other things sometimes too. She's the best dog we've ever had. My opinion is, or one of the best. My wife's opinion, and and she is sweet. She'll sit on my lap at night, and she'll go to sleep right there on my lap. She likes me better than Kelly, the first animal that that's ever happened. It's great, and and so I, every once in a while. I say, you can go over and sit with her. And, 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 you know, she will. She might like Diane pretty good, too. I don't know. But my little dog has a problem, though. Now, you let her outside. What I thought was a good thing in the beginning, she guards our property. You come on our property. She's not going to bite you, but she will bark. And she will bark, and she will bark. Now, it's not just a little bit. She gets obsessed with barking at the other side of the river. There's, there's monsters over there that cannot come on our property. And they're here, and they're there, and they're there, and they're everywhere. And she runs, and she runs, and barks, and runs, and barks. And let me just tell you, it doesn't end. You know, we think, okay, she's going to stop. No, she do not stop. Well, now, now my little sweet girl, she has seizures then. It's because she gets hot and she has run for half a day unless, unless somebody stops her. So what thought I thought was not so bad, she gets obsessed and she can't help it. She cannot stop herself. She just has to do it. And, and it never ends up good for her. And, I, and, I, and that's probably my example of how sin works in our life. We think it's okay to jump on something. We think it's maybe just not so bad. You know, and it's probably not so bad. But then you start. And it takes a little more and a little more. Until it consumes you. And then you can't stop. You just can't do it. Unless, unless somebody goes, you know, does the smack thing. But, and God smacks us pretty hard sometimes. But uh, that's how sin gets a hold of us. But it distracts us from our relationship with God. Because we think... It's not so bad the first time. It's not so bad the second time. Oh, it's getting worse. No, it's completely okay. But now I can't quit. I can't quit. And everything else is not important. But what I I want to do, what I need to do now is the most important thing in my life. And nothing else matters. And let me just tell you, it just destroys my relationship with Christ and the more and the more. It just does. And I can... The butter thing is probably real because I've always used too much butter. And the salt thing is really real. And if you really look at it, sometimes I can't stop eating. <laughs> I mean, you can look at me, I, I'm not stopped too many times. And so uh, yo you now got she's a witness to me not being able to stop eating, okay. <laughs> but uh well you're probably right though. But that's 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 my little vice sometimes. But sometimes it becomes a big problem. And then that's when it comes into being sin in my life. Now, I could, I could sit here and we could talk about drug, alcohol, sex, cheating your neighbor, all those things. We can talk about those things. And maybe that would just bring something to your mind. But in reality, it will keep you from being more and more for Jesus it will keep you from loving people more and more it will keep you from being righteous more and more and God did not call you out of that for you to continue in it he called you out of sin so you might have more and more but you still I'm telling you what it's going to be a battle It's always a battle. It rages within us, that old nature. Because, you know, when when you receive Christ, you become a new creature. There's something different about you. It's it's the foundation of every belief and everything that you do and say should be different. Because you're coming from a different direction. You're coming from a spiritual, a spirit-led life. That's what you're going to. That's what you're falling into. Instead of self-serving life. Which is where you were. See that's where we struggle. See I like my way. But God didn't call me to always do my way. He said come follow me. Come be obedient. So there's the struggle. Now. It comes all the way back down to the, when, salvation. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about that because I think that when we when we receive Christ as our Savior, we think I think we're 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 convinced sometimes that that's it that uh. Nothing else is required of us. We received Christ. That was a good deal. Until you go to more and more. Wow. So. You receive Christ. Through faith. But grace is what saves us. God. Grace. Our faith. In God's grace. See, God does not give us what we deserve. He shows grace. And He did this at a a high cost. But it was His promise. It was His plan. It wasn't our plan. It was His plan. He said, I'm going to send my own son. John 3.16 God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son and whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And see, now all of a sudden you say, okay, that's good. The next verse says it all to me. God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but through Him the world might be saved. That you might be rescued God does not come up here with a big stick to beat you up all the time. You think you're getting beat up, but no, God loves you. He's trying to rescue you. Sometimes when he sticks that stick out or throws the life preserver, it might hit you in the head. But let me just tell you, he still just wants to save you, to rescue you, because he knows what is best for you. You think you know what's best. How many times do I pray, God, help me do this, instead of saying, God, do I need to do this? Do I need to be a follower? And then that ugly head comes up called sin. See, sin really applies to Christians. Because if you... Are not have not received Christ let me just tell you some of this does not apply because you're saved from sin in your life and you're, you have the ability everyone in here has the ability through the spirit of God not to sin everyone here when you receive Christ he saves you from having to sin but it takes obedience. And it just doesn't always sound right, you know. How do I, what do you mean? Okay, if I'm, if I'm sitting here and I continue in my sin, is that good? No, that's terrible. We think it's okay because we, we're like my little dog, just can't quit. Took, took too many. Done it too many times. Now it's easy. I can sin easy now. No, it stops. That relationship. Now God can't speak to you because you can't hear anymore. Because you're too busy about what you want. Okay, this was addressed in Romans chapter 5. A little bit, it says, Therefore, since you have been justified through faith, you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through him who you have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand so there you go we now we can stand what i said a while ago about that does not apply see we are sinners until we are saved and and we we as christians i don't know how often i hear it We try to put our Christian values on everybody else in a world, but yet the world needs to hear Jesus and they need to see Jesus in us and they don't need condemnation because even Jesus Christ did not come into this world to condemn the world, but He came to save us. So, I just had to go back to that a little bit because I dropped it off and left it. And I had to come back and get it. So here we go. Now we can stand. Now we can stand. We don't have to get swallowed up by sin. Now we can stand. Now, in 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 Romans, it talks. It starts talking about this grace stuff and how how important it is. And they said the grace. The more grace. He gives you is a result of the sin in your life. You can't have too much sin in your life that God can't forgive it. There's no such thing. I go to a prison and, and sit next to men that have killed people and done all kinds of other stuff, terrible things, but let me just tell you, they come to Jesus. And Jesus wants to save them too as much as he wants to save me. I don't get it, but he does. You know, he doesn't do it my way. But so we talk about this grace. And so we have this grace that we can come before God no matter what we've done because it's big enough. And so in Romans chapter 6, It says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? (laughs) King James says, God forbid. God forbid. Should we continue sinning more and more? Because we're saved under grace now? Because God's grace is big enough to forgive us? No. No. There's our little promise. A new creature, new life. Are we ruled by sin? No. We're ruled by the Spirit of God through obeying His Word, His teachings, and being glorified. And glorifying God. God forbid. That we continue on. Like we're going. More and more. Huh. See that's why it gets scary to me. Because now all of a sudden. Maybe I can't always have my way. Maybe I can't always do the things I want to do. I'm called to follow. I'm called to obey. Now, there's this thing called law. The Bible talks a lot about law. And we always, that we always think that now that we've received Christ, we have to follow the law. The law was given that my, man might understand that he was a sinner. That he might understand what sin really was in our lives. The things that we thought were okay. But let me just tell you, unless you receive Christ following the law is impossible, period. No man is going to be saved by the law. No, It doesn't matter how good you think you are, how many laws, you're going to mess up on one of them, and it's not good enough then. But God's grace is good enough. So when you think about the law, and following the rules, we don't follow the ro- ru- rules because we're afraid of what's going to happen to us. We follow the rules because we love Jesus Christ. Because of His grace. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to be more like you. Now, are we supposed to sit here and go, you are not, Billy, I am not. don't mean that, but you are not following the rules. Is that for us to do? No. It's us to say, man, I need you to know more about Jesus. Because you know, he, he wants more and more. I just want you to be saved. I want you to receive Christ. I want you to tell you more about Christ and how He's worked in my life. How He's changed me. That's what's important. Not to fix everybody else, but allow God's Word to fix us because we have to do more and more later on in that same chapter it says it talks about those very things about uh, being instruments of righteousness because if we listen and and we're we're subject to the spirit of God God and not the subject not subject to sin anymore. But we fall under that grace again. It says, uh, because you are not under the law anymore, but under grace. That's where we live now. We we can live under grace. It says, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you... Offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves. You are slaves to the one whom you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that through though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you are entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Folks, you have been set free and you have been set free indeed. Now you can be more and more and more. I added a more. You can be transformed into something more. Ha! <sighs> we've been set free from sin. Hmm. So that, that makes sense now. To me. I And understand. If I really let you into this mind. You would get so lost. Because sometimes I don't know where I am in there. <laughs> so I, I'm having to go by the word of God here. And it's kind of keeping things in the right direction. So. Anyway. Three. And let me just say. Uh, we're going to flip over to Corinthians for just a minute here. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, 17. Five, Seventeen. no. 4, 3, 315, yes, here it is. In the Old Testament, we remember Moses going up on the mount to get the commandments, the Ten Commandments and, the, and, the, and stuff. And, and that was the law that we always talk about in the Bible. And let me just tell you, people still use that law to go by. But this is what it says, that you know through one man's disobedience, many were separated from God. But through one man's obedience, many can have a relationship with God. And that's really neat to me. That man being Jesus Christ. Even to this day, and this is verse 15 in chapter 3. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord... The veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That's more, that's more, that's more and more! That's more and more again! See, with ever-increasing glory, and we're being transformed, we're becoming something else. We're not, we're not restricted by that old nature anymore. We can become more and more and more. And when the day of Jesus Christ comes, when we stand before Him, the more and more will be complete. It will be done. The transformation will be finished until that day, it will just be more and more wow freedom when the world looks at christianity they look at, they look at rules they look at people who are captured that can't do i can't do that because i'm a christian i can't do that because the rules i can't do that because the law oh my goodness We don't want to do that. We've been transformed. We're being more and more. It's not about the rules anymore. We're not captured anymore. It's freedom. There's freedom in Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget that. Because if you do, then you will fall in that little pit again and you can't get out. Freedom is in Jesus Christ. Freedom, real freedom is in Jesus Christ more and more. Now I'll go to 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of Of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and He was committed to us. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ ambassadors, as through God we're making His appeal, making His appeal. Through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Be, be make, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. These, these, these are sweet, musical, sweet fragrances to my ears and my nose, these words. That we can have the righteousness of God. Why are we settled here when we could be here? Why do we settle? Because it's easy? So we can have our own way? So sin might prevail? We don't understand that we can have freedom we can have peace with God. We could be more and more. We don't have to stay there. Shucks. I love this stuff. I love it. I love I love God's word. Second Corinthians three fifteen. No, I've already been there. We're not going to stay there again. We're going to move on to Romans chapter 12. And we're going to look at what God has to say to us as we go in a direction of more and more I've always depended on this little marker thing in my Bible. I never know how to flip it right. I I just can't do it. And I always leave it on these verses right here. Because every time I get messed up in my thinking, in my head, I can come right back here It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. That's where we started, remember? The mercy of God. His mercy towards us. In view of that in view of the mercy of God to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy, pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will wow i love that it's about surrender it's not being in charge it's about obeying and not disobeying it's not it's not about having your own way it's seeking god's way it's all those things I'm always reminded of a man in the Bible, in the Old Testament, part of the nation of Israel, when they moved went to the promised land, Caleb. Because Caleb was the one man, when God spoke about him, he's one of the spies that went into the promised land. He's one that came back and argued, him and Joshua argued for Let's go into the promised land because God has promised us this. And 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 he would give a good report and he would argue against those who wanted to give a bad report because he trusted and loved God and surrendered. And this is what God would say about him. He says, Caleb has a different spirit about him. He follows me wholeheartedly. Lord, if we could if God would say that about me oh my goodness because caleb understood more and more it's about following god wholeheartedly not letting those distractions pull us aside or pull us down but it's more and more it's all about more and more folks this message has beaten on me and been coming to rise these words have haunted me and for weeks now because I want the more and more I want the more and more. I fall short. But I want the more and the more. But you know what? I want more and more for you too. I just do. We're, what kind of man would I be up here saying, talking like this if I really didn't want that for you too? I want us, I want us all to want that more and more and get it. Because we've laid those things which so easily distract us and we've run the race. And we're ready to win because we have more and more. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. But in these words we realize how short our, our desires and our, our, our wants really are in real life. You have so much more for us. Bigger and better things. You knew us even from the beginning before we were ever born. You knit us together in our mother's womb. You cared about us even even then. May we find that place following you obeying you and not being so easily distracted that we might have more and more of you. I ask this and I pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen.